Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome back, listeners. It is so lovely to have you here in our space. And before I introduce you to my co-anchor, Kerry Hurrigan, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate the love and care on Instagram that you are giving to us. When you post something and you're saying how much you have received and how much you've learned from us, it really warms my heart. Kerry, here again, welcome. What do you think about that? I know, Sue. I couldn't believe you when you were telling me what people were saying. It's thrilling that they're getting so much out of what we talk about, isn't it? I was just... I was very, very moved by it. I really was. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. I'm going to hand it over now to Kerry, and then I'll share with you how that may impact on your menstrual cycle. Okay, Sue, here we go. So we have a full moon happening in Pisces. Could be the 1st or 2nd of December. Just depends where you are in the world. And it is happening at 10 degrees and 11 minutes. So if I can just mention a couple of things before we get there, because there's so much happening above. We have a Capricorn stellium, which a stellium is, I think it's three or more planets together. And that's Saturn, Pluto and Jupiter. And they're all congregated in Capricorn. We've also got Mars is starting a retrograding motion in Aries. And this is where Mars is in its own sign. And it will be joined by Eris. And we did a special podcast about Eris. She's known as the female awakener representing discord and chaos. Then when you think about Mars representing initiation, assertiveness and aggression, it is no wonder that this is correlating to these events happening above. They are both are squaring the stellium of Saturn, Pluto and Jupiter and Saturn in its own sign of Capricorn rules structures. It rules things like business and government and we're seeing cracks in the old systems and this angle will bring more intensity to this and it's also fueled by Mars and Eris. So this suggests the continual exposure of lies and corruption and the breaking down of the patriarchy. So I'll just move quickly on to the retrograding motion. This is when a planet appears to stop motion and goes backwards and it's actually an illusion because we're viewing it from the earth. A good analogy of this is when you're in traffic and you catch up to the car in the lane beside you and the wheels look like they're going backwards even though we're both moving forward. So if you look at your own chart and you see where these planets are transiting and you can get a free chart from astro.com you can see what areas in your life that this will affect the thing with retrograding motion is that it kind of puts the brakes on it helps us throw off if you like is that's an expression we we use in evolutionary astrology 
things that are not serving us or not helpful to us. We have the ability or the opportunity, if you like, to re-examine what is happening where these planets are. And I can never understand anybody that never thinks they are the most fascinating person that they will ever come across in their entire life. Yes, I'm very fascinated by you, Kerry. <laughs> Every fortnight when we get together, I think, wow, what is she coming out to say? Uh, Fabulous. Thank you. Finally, somebody. somebody. <laughs> So the moon represents our internal world of feelings and emotions and it relates to our inner security and safety. So as we all change, we feel the emotional stress that naturally comes to the surface and we can make changes for our own personal evolution and development. So we always want to go back to the past because this is where we have security. We can shed and leave behind old behavioral patterns that no longer serve our development and growth. We grow and develop through our emotional body. And there's one thing that I really stress on every single time we do a podcast is that our inner security can only come from within us. So when we put our security in people or things outside of us and they are taken away or they leave us, we create a life crisis as we are currently witnessing right now on so many levels. In evolutionary astrology, we look at the moon as representing the ego. So every person that has walked this earth has had an ego. Jesus had an ego. Buddha had an ego. And because we have to have one to integrate with each other. The intention is to have a healthy ego. And a healthy ego comes with meeting it with understanding, as Byron Katie says. She's so incredible. She really is. So with the moon, there comes a distortion. This is best described as emotionally self-indulgent, overreactive, moody, indecisive, and there's an acute sensitivity. Imagination can also come into it, believing you are telling a story to yourself as opposed to what is happening in reality. So when unhealthy emotions are occurring, irrationality is usually the result of those thoughts. Okay, so this takes us to the sign of Pisces. Pisces is a mutable water sign ruled by Neptune, which is known as the dissolver. And this is, uh, Neptune is in Pisces right now, with its uh, natural home being the 12th house. It is the last sign of the zodiac, symbolized by two fish facing opposite direction, meaning that it rules the feet, toes, and the pineal gland. Incredible little gland that is so important it has been mentioned throughout all the ages. Considering Pisces rules the pineal gland, I thought I would research this little organ to see if it affects a female menstrual cycle. Well, everything at the end of the day affects our cycle, but perhaps not directly, but most certainly indirectly. The pineal gland is a small, pea-shaped gland seated deep in the brain. Research shows that it produces and regulates some hormones, including melatonin. Melatonin is best known for the role it plays in regulating sleep patterns. Sleep patterns are also called circadian rhythms. It is also called the sleep hormone as high levels can help you fall asleep. The pineal gland synthesizes the hormone melatonin from the neurotransmitter serotonin. Serotonin can be described as our body's natural happy hormone. It's a feel-good hormone that increases positivity and relaxation 
as well as helping us feel all round more energized. This energy is particularly important because it's a catalyst for getting out of bed in the morning. On the opposite side of the spectrum is melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone of darkness. Don't get too scared by that name. (laughs) There is a good reason for it being called this rather ominous name. Melatonin is produced in the pineal gland when you find yourself in a dark environment. It is so important to begin your sleep cycle by closing all your electronic devices at least 30 minutes before you want to sleep. This is because the change in light causes messages to be sent from the eye to the brain telling it more melatonin should be produced. The melatonin winds the body down to a more lethargic and sleep-ready state. Without melatonin, it would be impossible to achieve relaxed, restful sleep, and so the body would not be able to go through the restorative processes. The pineal gland was commonly dubbed the third eye for many reasons, including its location deep in the center of the brain and its connection to light. Mystic and esoteric spiritual traditions suggest it serves as a metaphysical connection between the physical and spiritual worlds. During each phase of our monthly cycle, we need deep restorative sleep. Even during the estrogen phase, we need to ensure our eight hours of slumber is being maintained. This full moon podcast is all about using our hormonal cycle to ensure we get good sleep this month. And I'd like to acknowledge now the work cited from this research that I've just read from the Healthline, Mental Floss and C. Wood from the Melatonin versus Serotonin Science blog. Described as being the most egoless of the signs, it is known for being most compassionate and sensitive. There is a beautiful gentleness to the energy of Pisces. Pisces has a gift of bringing what it imagines into the physical world with the help of its polarity sign of Virgo. Virgo will show the way of how to accomplish this with putting the details in process of how it will be done. Pisces is known for its inspiration and willingness to help others and it's characterised by empathy. People will always feel loved around Pisces. It's very hard not to. You just feel it, don't you? You just feel that gentleness all the time. It is the most intuitive sign of all and thrives on imagination in a world of fantasy while its connection to the spiritual world is very strong. So it can often be called the mystic of the zodiac as well. It is driven by its intuition and can find balance between harsh reality and love with understanding. That's the best you can hope for because (laughs) I'm going to mention the distortion of it in a minute. It's also the sign of escapism and can have difficulty in distinguishing illusion from reality and this leads to confusion. There is a tendency to escape through addiction such as drugs, alcohol, sex, spending, eating. It's really sort of, I guess you're trying to fill that void with something. It's being in a a dream world does not give clarity and Pisces can really struggle with keeping grounded to pay attention to what is going on in reality. So this is where Virgo comes in and it helps ground the Piscean energy and bring back into balance. Otherwise, if you're in too much, you, you can also be too much in Virgo and you need Pisces. The relationship between these two signs is incredible. It, it really is. Pisces can pick up the energy of others and often wants to merge with others. This can create a dilemma for them as they are not sure if they're feeling their own energy or someone else's. 
Pisces also has a tendency to be codependent and co-addictive in relationships. Mars in Pisces or the 12th house can sometimes be very explosive with aggressive energy and sometimes be triggered by suppressing the deluded emotions. So they're believing something, Mm. they keep pushing it down and pushing it down and it will find a way out. The distortion of Pisces is the delusion and addiction, as I've mentioned, escapism. And you have to ask yourself, you know, am I believing the story in my head or what is reality telling me? Mm. Unclear and confusion can cause great anxiety and guilt. A lot of guilt comes with Pisces, you know, if you're too much in your emotions. So look for ways to ground yourself being with Virgo, which is the earth sign. The full moon represents a completion or culmination stage. It can create some uncertainty as this is where we take something out into the world for the first time and it because it's opposing the new moon phase. The full moon can shed light on those dark places. I mean, you've seen the full moon when it's in its um, glory on a, in the middle of the night and you can swear sometimes it might even be daytime. Full moon in Pisces may heighten your intuition, your imagination, and your compassion and empathy for this world and the creatures who dwell here. You may find you are tapping into your intuition and dreams more fully and feeling more compassionate. Deep healing takes place here. This is a time of great empathy and you may feel you can express your feelings more openly. Old wounds of the past, regrets, fears can also be healed here as well. Write down what you want and what fear is in the way of you achieving it. With Pisces and the 12th house, it is said this is where the magic happens. Really feel the feeling of having what you want now. We're talking about manifesting now. And there's an original formula of manifesting. Did you know this? I didn't know there was an original one. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the time of Thoth, the Egyptian god with the ibis head. Make the feeling from thine head to thine foot. In other words, you feel this in all of your body. Sounds like Joe Dispenza's work. Who? Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza's work. Yeah, just said, same thing, said all different ways. But that's what he said. Great time for meditation. So Mm. this is the time. Yep, so that brings me to the end of my little bit. Sleep might be hard to come by this week as you feel the physical pains of menstruation. The good news is estrogen is rising and you'll soon feel the effects of the hormone rising later in the week. So it's not a lot of estrogen coming in the first week, but it is rising. So you're going to feel the relief of PMS if you suffer from PMS, like I used to and Kerry used to. Mm. So if you have a room where light comes in from the outside, find a way to block it and this will increase your melatonin. Now remember... This is a full moon. There's going to be a lot of light coming in your bedroom window while you're trying to sleep. So also consider removing all electronic devices from your bedroom. This will add to the darkness. If you're afraid of the dark, I'm not sure whether I was afraid of the dark. Were you afraid of the dark, Kerry? I was. I was terrified. I was. I used to go and sneak into my bed with my three-year-old brother. And I think if something comes, I can throw him in its path, and I'll be wow. safe. <laughs> oh, that's a bit cruel. I'm surprised, though, Kerry, at the amount of people who are afraid of the dark. Oh, it's terrifying. I blame Netflix for that. I blame shows for that because of the horror that you see. Because when you watch a movie, 
your brain does not actually know it's not real. That's okay? correct. So you're taking all this horror in, killings and, and murder and, and bombing and whatever. And the news as well. As, and the news. Mm. And your brain is thinking, it's, it's putting it all in there. You're storing it all in mm. there. And your emotions or your um, hormones are creating all the cortisol and all the stress the from that. Even though you intellectually know it's not real, the movies, your body doesn't. And so you're creating a lot of cortisol. And so as I previously mentioned in the pineal gland information prior to me saying this, you'll, you'll appreciate what I'm saying here. So if you're afraid of the dark, what about getting a low-grade light that imitates the moonlight? So use this until you are ready for bed and then just switch it off. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to get that drowsy sense of sleep. And that's what melatonin does. It mm. actually helps you do that. So remember, to get the sleepy, drowsy feeling, you must stop all electronics and lights at least 30 minutes to one hour before bedtime. If you can master your sleep patterns, your world will forever change for the better. And your menstrual cycle can be, for this week, you can create a better week for yourself if you get the sleep you need. Even if you do it for this week alone, I challenge you. And let me know how you go with that. Mm, it's very good. Is there an oil, oils that you could use to help with balancing the hormones? Oh, balancing the hormones, definitely. Well, clary sage and bergamot and okay. lavender and rose oil, these are all the beautiful oils. And it's about a consistency of doing it, like put it on your feet, you put it behind your ears, lavender on your bed pillow, mm. um, up your spine, like vetiver. We spoke last month about vetiver, how that's mm. a really good calmative for people who find it hard to sleep. Well, for hormonal imbalance, I would recommend clary sage. Okay. Mm. I was just wondering, well, with this week being about relief, as I'm recalling, as you're speaking, I'm recalling my time, I thought it was a good week to tap into your intuition. And if there's anything that comes to mind, if it's stressful, bring it into the full moon in Pisces and shed the light on it because it's rising up for you to look at. So if you push it down mm. and keep suppressing it, it just comes back with even more force later on. Commence a meditation practice to support you through your cycle. That's, I think that would be the, something to really make a habit of all the time. And also be on the lookout for any thoughts around lack and imperfection. These can lead to delusions later when the hormones start to, like, I don't know what, if the thought controls the hormones or the hormones control the thought, well, they, they certainly um, add to the, the thought controls. The hormone production, definitely. Okay, so if you're having thoughts of lack and imperfections, it's going to increase the hormone release. Would that be yeah, fair to say? Yes, I, I think that's what happens because you get a thought, it creates a feeling or a remembrance, and that feeling then talks to the pituitary gland and all the other things that are happening in the brain mm. and pumps out whatever it needs to pump out because you're feeling it, it's going to create whatever it needs to keep it going. Because if you're frightened, it's thinking, oh, my God, there's a tiger. All right, come yes. on, guys. Oh, we want yes. cortisol, cortisol, cortisol. Yes. We want adrenaline because we want you to run mm. or hide. 
And so that's what it's doing. So every time you think about something in the past or watch a movie or dwell on a terrible boss or a coworker or your mum or your dad or your children, every time you think a thought that is in the negative or in stressful, your body will react with the appropriate hormone. Mm. Hence why when you breathe, the body will go, oh, we're calm now. We're sitting under a tree. Great. It will then send out other hormones will counteract, to counteract it. it. But if you don't do the breathing, if you don't have the, the time out and stop thinking about those things, your body won't ever have that um, natural ability to calm itself down. Because we don't. It's too busy. We're so no. busy, Kerry. That's why the full moon in Pisces is, is wonderful for just chill. You mm. just chill out. Yeah. You know, if you mm. know anybody with a lot of Pisces energy, they always look like they're chilled mm. or they give that impression that they're chilled. But it's just that uh, with the thoughts around lack and imperfection, this can lead to delusions and just watch out for that. Be aware of it now uh, for the coming weeks, especially mm. in three and four. Thanks, Kerry. That's wonderful. So week two is if you are in your week two during this full moon, this is this message will be for you. Estrogen is your beloved friend this week. Not only does estrogen naturally trigger endorphins, it also creates more receptors in the brain for serotonin, the happy hormone. And remember, serotonin is required to make melatonin. Estrogen starts to rise when you get your period, but it peaks at day 14, just before you ovulate. There is an opportunity during these seven to nine days that are enriched with feel-good hormones, to allow you to make meaningful and lasting change to those bits of your life that no longer serve you. <laughs> Bingo, Kerry. <laughs> said that. So if you've been putting off making changes because it brings up emotional baggage for you, that is terrific. Seriously, the more you can, can shine light on the horror that is within you, and look at it and smile like Ram Das, one of my beloved teachers. He would say, when you get a dark thought, shine on it, look at it, and it dissipates. No darkness can hide in the light. It's just such a wonderful teaching. So consider this. Although you may be full of feel-good hormones, if you do not get enough sleep each night, everything is difficult, even this week. Make sure your room blocks out the moonlight this week. So important. Remove all your devices from your room, including the TV, your partner's phone, laptop, iPad, electric clock, mm. and see if it makes a difference to, to your life. If it can be completely dark and a little bit cool, melatonin will come. Mm. Mm. It always concerns me people that sleep with their phone underneath their pillow. Oh, I used to do that. Did you? I'm not anymore. No. Now, you don't have your phone anywhere near you when you sleep, do you? At all. You know, like social media, it's really insidious sometimes. It's mm. wonderful as well. I love social media. But you limit yourself because every time you open it up, the blue light's hitting you. So I would say 30 minutes a day. Well, that's one of those addictions, yeah. isn't it? 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at lunchtime, mm. 10 minutes at your tea time, and then maybe 10 minutes an hour before you go to bed. And that's it. Well, unless you're a content provider. So if you're a consumer, 30 minutes a day. Sorry, Kerry. That's okay. I thought with this week, because it was a good week to keep your mind 
when I say mind, I mean your emotional body on what you want, whether that's on a global scale for the world to be a kinder place. I can't wait for that. There's a lot of kindness around, a lot of beauty around. It's just that our attention is directed at the other stuff through the news, the Netflix and, and all those sorts of things. An individual scale, tune into your own life in what you want. Your imagination and confidence will be flying high during this mm. if your full moon in Pisces, is you're very sensitive to it because some people won't be. Some people, it will affect more than others. And look at how are you kind to yourself? Make this a priority. Always make it a priority. Mm. Are you criticising yourself? Are you berating yourself? Mm. I would recommend the process of Byron Katie mm. because this is the very thing that she talks about. And it will, ch- it will change your life. Mm. And once you look at it and you start to look at reality now, she always says that reality is always much kinder. It is the kindest thing in the world when we can look at it without looking through a, a, a filter mm. of lack or imperfection yeah. or things yeah. like that. But yeah. yeah. So week three, taking as much time out to be alone is favoured this week. I know that sounds weird considering the current COVID lockdowns, <laughs> especially for those beautiful listeners who are in Melbourne. So mm, sorry. Yes. So sorry, my loves. So what am I referring to is taking time out from you from you. Our minds run 24 hours a day. During our waking hours, our mind is constantly working by making endless comments, mostly negative because we haven't quite mastered the art of shut the hell up. (laughs) During our sleeping hours, our mind is still chatting away, albeit in lucid dreams and deep REM sleep. Because week three or phase three is dominated by the hormone progesterone, you have an opportunity to hook your sleeping patterns around this week. You will naturally be slowed down by the sedating qualities of progesterone. And all you need to do is this. Block out the moonlight, remove all your devices from your room, close all electronics 30 minutes before sleep. It's the same message, I know. But we have to keep reminding you about these things. Also, a great exercise when you are full of progesterone is to walk barefoot on the grass or sit by a tree or walk along the ocean rim or even stick your feet in a bucket of water with some peppermint essential oils. A gentle reminder for those that are not on the pill as well, on around day 14, you'll experience ovulation and a crash of estrogen. And for a few days, you might not feel yourself. Wait a few days before jumping to conclusions on anything. Your progesterone will start to rise around day 16 and 17. You will begin to feel a bit better. But I always have to remind you about that as well because that sneaks up upon us. Mm. Every month, every day 14, your egg pops out and then progesterone is created from that little sack, but estrogen will drop. So you will ask yourself the question, I was happy, now I'm sad. (laughs) There must be a reason, and I'm telling you what the reason is. Don't make up stories. Don't make up any emotional stories. The idea is it's just a hormonal shift, and you need to navigate that for yourself. Mm. So your body is doing exactly what it's supposed to be. That's exactly it. Isn't that when you break it down to the real, the basics, you know. And we always say, why? What about (laughs) me? It isn't fair. That's what we say. I know. (laughs) When you're talking about um, spending time alone, this is 
perfect for the Pisces full moon. It needs solitude. It needs to withdraw because, and the sensitivity with Pisces, it's a water sign. Water represents the emotions in astrology. So there's an acute sensitivity with with Pisces. You do this for yourself. You do it to re-energize yourself. Interesting, you say about walking nature because its opposite sign is Virgo. Virgo is the mutable earth sign. Mm. So this is where grounding is Yes. <laughs> required, which yes. is walking along the beach. Yes. Oh, God, Sue, we, we're just in sync together, truly. Other thing that I thought of too with this particular week was women, especially women, not men do this too, but women tend to juggle so many things. You, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how some women do it. So it is crucial for you to um, to find some respite especially to set you up next, the following week, if you aren't on any birth control tablets because you're raw, aren't Mm. you? Mm. You become very raw. But, Mm. yes, and let nature support you in a bathtub. Mm. I mean, it's not going to fix anything, but it's going to feel good for a Mm. little while. Mm. Pisces, it's all water, and let it support you. That's that's what it will do. Mm. So in Australia, we are experiencing the end of winter, and we're coming into spring, and so I'm looking forward to bathe in the ocean yes, soon. Yes, And some of our lovely listeners who are in the Northern Hemisphere, you are probably coming to the end of your summer, and I would encourage you to use these last few weeks of summer to to swim and to get yeah. into the water and to enjoy that. Okay, week four, my lovelies, week four. Would it surprise you to know that there really shouldn't be a week four in your cycle. So this message is for those women who do suffer from PMS and the last seven days of their cycle before their period, they suffer with enormous pain and pressure around their bodies. There are only three phases in the monthly cycle for a human woman. These phases are follicular, ovulation, the literal phase. I break down the month into four weeks because of the enormous evidence around PMS that typically occurs during days 22 to 28, just before your period. The reason why you get PMS is due to the drop in progesterone and whether estrogen becomes dominant or also drops away. If your PMS is severe, you might like to get your hormonal levels checked and talk to a woman endocrinologist who understands not only your body, but also the psychological aspect of the cycle. Now, I say a woman because only a woman truly understands the psychological aspect of the cycle. And I'm not meaning to be mean in any way, but I've been to both and I'm old enough and wise enough to be able to give that advice. So I would seek a woman endocrinologist. Stress is a big cause of PMS And fighting ways to combat it can be challenging if you're not into meditation or yoga or gym work or any other physical activity because physical activity really helps with letting go of adrenaline and stress. This is what I do regularly to help my stress carry. And it might help your listeners to find a way if you can't get to the gym or if you're Mm. not a physical sort of person. Earthing. Mm. By walking barefoot on the grass outside my home, walking on the beach and by walking slowly through the bushland of Australia. I wouldn't recommend going barefoot 
walking in the bushland. No. <laughs> Wait, but the energy of the bush and the trees will help you. That's earthing. And when you're walking on the sand or on the grass, that's earthing as well. I'll put in the show notes a link where you can learn more about the aspects of earthing, but this will really help you. Mm. Well, we don't walk on the ground in bare feet. We don't. We walk on cement or we've got shoes on mm. and there's minerals and nutrients that are absorbed through the skin. As well, that's as correct. As well, and yes. And so. the electromagnetic energy of the planet mm. is negative. Mm. We become positive when we are with electronic stuff. To bring us back to neutrality, putting our hands on the earth, putting our feet on the grass, mm. barefoot, without, or even lying somewhere where it's just where your body is touching the earth, that helps with our positive ions and we become neutral. Mm. That's why you feel so much better when you come away from the ocean. Mm. That's why you feel better when you come away from the mountains or from being in nature. It's just because we are nature. We are human beings. We are born from this world. So, of course, anything to do that connects us to the earth is going to ground us. And I'm not going to go down the way of the Amazon forest and what's happening and bring out my Aquarian, moon rising Aquarian sign and say activism about that. I'm not going to bring that. All I'm saying, my beautiful listeners, is to ground yourself into the earth. It will help you. Well, this week, the full moon in Pisces and PMS together as a cocktail may cause delusion. And this is incredibly stressful, as you've said. So again, I can only just back up what you've said to ground yourself in reality or practicality, which is Virgo. Do something practical. Be in nature. Look at what is coming to the surface if this is happening to you. And I refer to Byron Katie and the process that she has. And you have to look when we're in that frame of mind. Is it the lack of self-love that is controlling your thinking when you're like this? Can you love yourself the way you desire to be loved? This is my theory. If somebody says to you, I love you, well, you can only... Okay, if you you know you can take it on, because you don't really feel what they're feeling. You only feel what you feel. So when you feel love for somebody, you feel the love for yourself. You feel the love for everything. So you really can't know. The other thing with Pisces is when we get like this, Pisces must take responsibility for everything, all your actions in your own life. That is an absolute must, and. To be more conscious of this, we can go on to create our own reality. So sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so good. Thanks, Kerry. It's yeah. wonderful. Okay. I really appreciate everything that you say and do for us. Well, I appreciate what you say, Sue. Every time you say it, I think, that's, in my, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how fascinating you are. We are all very fascinating. So enjoy the week, enjoy the full moon, make sure that you bathe in it, but then close the windows. And we look forward to your company next fortnight. Bye for now, everybody. Bye-bye, everyone.